what is going on out there, lacrosse fans and sports bettors alike? Maybe you're more of a lacrosse fan. Maybe you're more of a sports better. But don't worry. It's always a safe space right here on Bet on Lacrosse. I'm your host, Dan Newbert. Alongside me, as always, is the co-host with the co-most. It's Doug Greenberg. Get him on Twitter, at Doug Greenberg. Dougie Fresh, after the bye week, I'm feeling ready to go pumped up that we got betting back how are you doing my brother yeah man it's been a long you know two weeks almost of uh no lacrosse betting and you know i'm feeling that itch again i'm ready to go um i'm feeling good uh it's a it's an interesting slate to say the least coming back uh, a lot of i mean but it's always you know we talk about this all the time but it, it's always an interesting slate because it's such a small league and it's a lot of you know it's all the elite players in the world on eight teams and so Every week is going to be, you know, a different kind of uh, weird matchup. And and we're getting it again this week for sure. But it's it's nice to have it back. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to get into uh, this week's slate just as far as games go. Like, I think it's going to be a terrific weekend of games. And actually, I kind of mentioned this on uh, last week's episode when we were kind of doing a bi-week breakdown that uh, going to finally, for the first time ever, see some PLL action in person. I'm making the trip. Yeah, buddy. I'm at here in PA, going to Baltimore for Homewood Fields. And, dude, I am stoked. So I'm going to be there Saturday, making a whole weekend out of it. And uh, Saturday slate of games, whoo! amazing we got two primetime games this week and on the show today uh no hutton jackson he, he decided he was like man honestly i gotta edit the whole podcast i don't want to sit there with you guys for an hour while you're recording it we're kidding hutton you can get him on twitter at hutton jackson you can find me at newbie talks you can follow all we do under the lacrosse playground umbrella at lax playground on Twitter as well. What we're going to do this week, we're going to, of course, go game by game, give you our thoughts against the spread, making picks on every game. And we have some thoughts on totals as well as betters are rejoicing when finding out if your total bet won or lost just got a lot easier this past week. We'll get into that. Of course, as I mentioned, get our picks against the spread. We have our best bets making the resounding return. We got our EMOs making a resounding return as well. And some other things to get into here on the podcast. So without any further ado, let's get right into it as uh, huge news in the lacrosse world. Before we get specifically into the PLL week three slate, which is a great one. Huge news in just the lacrosse world because, you know, we talked about when we first started doing what we're doing, Doug, with the fantasy podcast, with what we're doing here with Bet on Lacrosse. And the fact that if you want to grow a sport, one of the best ways to do it is get people betting on it. And when you can get more eyes on a product, it's always going to be able to help you. Well, there's going to be a lot of eyes turning towards lacrosse relatively soon in the NLL future as a new team is coming to the indoor, the box lacrosse, whatever you want to call it, league with NLL as Josiah gets together with Wayne Gretzky, the great one, Doug, Steve Nash and Dustin Johnson. And there is a new NLL team heading to sunny Las Vegas. Awesome stuff. And even more reason for our, uh, our meetup that we have planned in Vegas at sometime soon, Doug. Awesome news for lacrosse fans. Date to be named later, man. It's gonna happen. Um, it's it's really cool. I am, you know, especially as betting has become more legalized and 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 people are becoming more legalized or more okay with this concept of sports betting all the time. 
Um, it's, it's, I'm of the opinion that there should be a sports league, a sports team from every league in Las Vegas because, because Las Vegas is the sports betting capital of the world. Um, you know, we've already got the NHL, we've got the WNBA, we've got, uh, I want to say there's one more anyhow, but now we got the NLL, um, making a huge step. Uh, you know, I think it's a perfect product to actually bring to Vegas. It's one of those. I think to the mainstream public, it's a little bit more of an oddity and Vegas is just full of oddities as we know. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's an awesome step. And I think, Oh wait, duh, the Raiders, man, what am I talking about? Yeah, dude. The, yeah. The Ra- Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, that NFL team that nobody knows about. The other ones but, are like a little bit more like homegrown. When I talk to people in Vegas, like they say, yeah, the Raiders, they're the Las Vegas Raiders. But at the same time, like the golden Knights are the team in Las yes, Vegas every- because you know, it's just, it's that homegrown. It's, it's theirs. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, exactly. And that's a perfect point. You know, that's, they actually get to build up that expansion franchise. Um, the golden people love the golden Knights in Vegas, as I understand it, like they, that is like, yeah, you're right. It is their team. Um, and I understand this, you know, this idea that the Raiders have a weird long checkered history. And that's why this is such an, also, this is such a good, um, situation for this new NLL franchise, because they're going to get to build it right from the ground up. Got awesome ownership uh, with Joe Sy and Wayne Gretzky. I'm sure you saw the video of uh, oh. Sy and Gretzky throwing around the lacrosse ball. And that I was, was just awesome. like, like that alone was worth the announcement. Like yeah. seeing Wayne Gretzky, whose cradle is just so sweet. Like he, he could, he could just be out there playing like freaking tiddlywinks and Wayne Gretzky, the great one would just look so cool doing it. But his like across the body cradle swag. He just, he just oozes swag. Dude just does everything so well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, to have that kind of uh, backing behind it and who is it? It was uh, Dustin Johnson yep. and, uh, and Steve Nash. Yeah. It's that's, that's awesome ownership. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, a, a really cool experiment. Um, just another thing to add to the, uh, to the Vegas pipeline. No, I'm right there with you. The backing behind it is terrific. The eyes it will get on the sports. And also, NLL already has a deal in place with BetMGM. So, already a partnership with, um, you know, U.S. Gaming and Lacrosse, which I think is terrific, which is super exciting for the sport. Now, I will say, along with the announcement of the new NLL team coming to Vegas, there was not a name attached which let uh, people on Twitter really start going wild, having brainstorming galore. I'm wondering, Doug, have you seen any, or do you yourself have any ideas on what we could maybe call? Cause, cause I have one or two ideas. They're okay. They're, they're all right. I don't think, I think they're going to get left on the, on the, uh, on the drawing room floor, but have you seen or heard any or thought of your own of uh, what we could call this Vegas team, which is just going to be terrific for the sport. All right. Well, I need to get my, I need to get the brain stewing on this one. I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it now uh, until just now, but that doesn't mean I can't come up with one. Um, so I'm going to let that stew for a second. I know that Hutton wanted us to bring up uh, the one that he came up with, which I actually really like this one a lot um, is the blackjacks and, mm-hmm. and it's blackjacks. He had the normal spelling, but then he also had the very NLL esque spelling where it's J A X at the end. And I actually kind of like that. I think that's kind of cool. The you know, the lax blackjacks. Um Ooh, so I that one about that. That's good right there. Yeah. So um that one could be kind of fun. You know, maybe we can do the the <laughs> the strip checks. 
I, I, don't, like I don't know. If, I don't know if that one's going to fly, but it's kind of, uh, it's kind of uh, suggestive, but then it has like the double meaning as well, where it's like, no, it's the strip check. Like, come on, you can get your head out of the gutter. You know what I mean? I kind of like right. that one. A little suggestive. I like it. Yeah. But you know, Las Vegas strip. Uh, I have a feeling they're not going to go with that one, but that's okay. They can, if they, if they do, they got to credit me. Those are the of rules. Course. Well, we know, we know the, uh, the NLL brass are huge listeners of the battle lacrosse podcast. And we yeah, greatly appreciate that. Like subscribe, uh, drop us five stars for sure. Definitely. Hey man, what you got? I know. You, so I know you're actually sitting on a couple, you actually put some thought into this. Unlike me. Um, so what you got? I mean, if, if putting thought into it is like when, when I'm like showering, I'm just like, Oh, this, this would be a good one to throw. In. And then you just, you, you hope you remember it because I'll forget things if I don't write it down. The two that I have and the one I think is a little less on, on stewing on it a little bit because there's already the Miami heat, but I think Las Vegas heat cool. Kind of like flame esque logo would be pretty sweet. But the one that I really like, um, cause you and I were talking about it a little bit before we hopped on here for the show initially when i heard of the las vegas golden knights sounded like it was it was a little too long you know what i mean it didn't really work it flows now it sounds awesome the one that i the really vegas golden like, knights, yeah yeah the vegas golden knights just t- chop the chop the loss off of there yeah, chop the loss off how about the vegas high rollers and then you got like a logo with like dice rolling or something like that. High rollers is, is my shoe in. It's like plus 5,000 right now though, Doug, it's not looking like an odds on favorite, but the high rollers that that's, that's got my vote right there. I mean, I like that one a lot. Um, you know, I, I guess the one thing I'll try to think about with this too, is maybe we can come up with one that's not, you know, specifically gambling focused, you know, mm-hmm. cause like the thing about Vegas is like everybody, when you hear Vegas, um, there's always some kind of subtext with with gambling and even the yeah. teams that already exist um, in the Vegas sphere, you know, the Golden Knights, it's an entendre with, you know, you have Knights, you have Golden Knights in Vegas, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, the, the WNBA team is called the Aces. The Raiders are the Raiders, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, the Aces, I mean, I think the Aces is an actually an awesome name and I would have, I think it would have been a good one for this one too, but the WNBA already has that one. And then... So, but I wonder if like, you know, a lot of team names are like animals, right? And I don't know how much this is all going to fit for a lacrosse team. Like, I don't know if there are animals that uh, fit that mold, but you have like, I don't know, desert animals, like road runners or I don't know, coyotes. No, not coyotes. That's a hockey team. I like it. But I'm literally just thinking of Looney Tunes at this point. Yeah. Now you just uh, call, just call them the bugs bunnies and, and be done with it. You know what I mean? For that's, me. That's. What about if you're saying like like Vegas centric thing? Like what about um, like the Red Rocks? Nah, it's not really working for me. What about like uh, the the Vegas all you can eat? Because when I, I think oh. of you know just going to some some of these all you can eat buffets where I do some damage, they see me coming and they're like shut <laughs> down. Tell them there's a line. Forget about it. Uh, th- there could be a market there. I don't know the uh, the or- hangovers. I don't maybe. I don't there's know. a there's a the bustling entertainment district that could be like the las vegas britney spears or they could the madonnas the madonnas would actually be kind of cool that's I'd, actually I'd be, kind of cool I'd, 
I'd be into that one. I don't know how you could get, I, I mean, I guess they get pumped up in a locker room where they're like, all right, water dogs, let's do it. So I guess you could, you could maybe be able to work a uh, Madonna's let's go and get this. Let's, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> drop, uh, drop us a line on Twitter at bet on lacrosse. What do you think they should name the new Vegas team? But it's, it's exciting stuff. It's going to be fun when we finally see some more announcements coming out about that. And also folks worth mentioning that, um, betting and the NLL with bet MGM already being a partner is looking like that's going to be more and more um, the norm with uh, with some of these lacrosse leagues, which I think is just terrific worth mentioning to a lot of people is that is the box lacrosse up North across the border, exciting news in the sports betting world today, as uh, we're recording here on a Tuesday that Canada has, uh, has gone across that single game betting is now an option. Still a lot of hurdles to get through, but regardless, um, a, a lot of Canucks, a lot of folks up there in Canada, and we know we have some listeners up there are going to be excited that they too will be able to legally be placing some sports bets. Uh, again, Doug, I think that speaks to what we talked about at the top, and that's the attitude around sports betting is starting to change. And as somebody who loves the industry, I couldn't be more happy about it. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's a it's a like we said, evolving attitudes, um, especially north of the border, where now. Uh, these folks who love hockey up there can share in my misery and betting hockey betting, which is my favorite thing to, which is my favorite thing to bet on, by the way, besides lacrosse, as everybody knows. Um, but hockey betting, man, is, is absolutely brutal. And we know that people um, up, up north of the border do love betting on lacrosse as well. So, no, this is great. It's a really awesome step. It's, you know, it's the kind of thing where um with betting it's just another one of those things where yeah like if people bet irresponsibly it's it can be harmful but you know uh every book you know every every pundit every person in this industry is always uh is genuinely genuinely expressing you know bet responsibly like nobody wants you know to 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 see that kind of thing so i think that now people are realizing it's like all right well it's like alcohol like alcohol can be uh, can be a terrible thing, but we're not just going to ban that. Right. Um, and, and yeah, so I think the attitudes are really starting to come around. And I, I think especially with, you know, how popular online betting is, it's, it's really just impossible to stop. And so um, it's just, there's just been so much momentum and uh, it's good to see that Canada's uh, making it official up there. I mean, every episode that we do, we remind folks, definitely if you're betting, bet responsibly don't be betting with money you can't afford to lose it's a great entertainment but really with anything you know moderation is always going to be key folks so if you feel like uh it's getting to be a little bit too much from you step back leave the account there it's uh it's it's way more trouble than it's worth to constantly be getting some action if uh if you can't afford it so it's all about entertainment it's all about having fun so i'm right there with you man just so happy that the stigmas around this industry are starting to get walked back a little bit because because it's so much damn fun. And we're glad you're along the ride for us here on Bet on Lacrosse. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Before we go running down each and every game, given our thoughts on this weekend slate in the PLL, worth mentioning, it's time to rejoice. As you will mm-hmm. not need an abacus, you will not need a calculator, you will not be needing to put little tally marks on a piece of paper when trying to figure out if your overbet or your underbet hit because the lines came out this week, Doug. It was just the spreads first. Probably about an hour later, we had the totals posted for week three. And on those totals, if you go to bet them, a little line comes up that says, Doug, total goals refers to the sum 
of the final score. So it took two weeks, but I am very happy to share with you listeners. If you hadn't seen it first, and you should be following us on Twitter at bet on the cross. And you would have known first that, um, yeah, two pointers are now like they are in every other sport. They actually count towards the total as opposed to deciding, um, I'm going under by five goals right now because five of those goals were, but we don't have to do it anymore, Doug. And honestly, as we move forward, I think it'll be maybe a little bit adjustment period for betters, but I think it will make me a lot more confident. And my best bet today may reflect that on playing some of these totals. I was very happy to see that. Yeah, it, it makes things a lot less confusing for the betters. And, you know, props to DraftKings for actually listening to feedback mm-hmm. from uh, the general betting public, but but definitely uh, notably from the bet on the cross uh, hosts, including Hutton. Uh, Hutton, this was his crusade. Um, it was this, this was the hill he was going to die on. Like he, yep. he was truly like calling Congress people. He was knocking on everybody's door. He was sending emails. He was sending actual mail. This was Hutton's true crusade. You said it perfectly, Doug. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know what? And then, like I said, props to DraftKings for, you know, it took, t- it took two weeks, but then again, like, I think the first week was a little bit of confusion. People yeah. didn't really really understand what was happening. And the second week, everyone was like, Oh, okay. So that's what's happening. Yeah. This isn't right. Um, so yeah, so they changed it. And I think that, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot less confusing. It's, it's more in the spirit of what this, the totals are supposed to look like um, for lacrosse, in my opinion. And, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's absolutely the right move. And it, and it definitely lets us evaluate totals uh, a little bit easier this time around. Absolutely. So with that said, let's get into it, Dougie Fresh. Friday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. You got the 2-0 and Whip Snakes laying two and a half points as the favorites against the 1-1 one and one Atlas. We're looking at a total of 24 and a half. Um, I'll, I'll start here. Um, I think that this, a lot of lines this week are exactly how I would have made them. So folks, I'm going to be having a lot of leans this week, but that's only because uh, I think I'm seeing a little bit of eye to eye with what the books are seeing this week, which unfortunately, while it might make you think, oh my goodness, I'm a genius. I see exactly what the odds makers do. Unfortunately, when you're betting, it usually means there's not much value to be had, at least lack lack of an edge. Yeah, and lack of an edge. Perfect way to say it. Perfect way to say it. He writes The Rundown, does Doug. Check it out on Twitter. Find him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg. Writing and cashing like crazy, baby. How about uh, for me in this one, and again, two and a half, the uh, favorites are the Whip Snakes. I lean Atlas in this game, and it makes me want to take a shower just even saying that. I think this line just sounds about right from the number that I make before the games. I always kind of work up um, what I think the lines may be so I can see when the openers hit, are there any edges here and there? I think this week we'll find out is the Atlas team that we saw last week, truer to their identity or what we saw in week one, where they only scored a handful of goals in, in an absolute drubbing at the hands of the archers. Is that more the identity of the Atlas? I think you and I are kind of a bit at odds at maybe which Atlas team is the truer form. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't know. I don't think that they can beat a well-oiled machine that is the Whips. I think the Whips do win this game, but I'll give the Atlas with what we saw last week. 
and my boy, Jake Carraway, at least a fighting chance in this one. So I lean with them getting those two and a half points. But again, I'm not crazy about it. That's just a show pick here for me. Any stronger feel in this game, Doug? Yeah, you know, I I don't completely disagree with your assessment here, especially, you know, when you consider Jake Carraway, who's looked, you know, completely at home in this league so far. It's, um, it's it, you know, my what I keep saying on the show is I never want to step in front of the whip snakes. Uh, they're just, they're so good at, at everything. They just, top to bottom, they're just really, really great at everything. But I wouldn't be surprised to see this kind of turn into a little bit of a scoring fest. Um, and and it's kind of tough to say whether or not, you know, Atlas would be able to pull it off. I, I kind of lean with you as well. I'd probably go plus two and a half on the Atlas too. I, I'm not going to play it um, either. But I But if I had to pick a side, I'd probably be looking at Atlas plus two and a half. Like the fact that they're getting you know, that extra goal on the spread um, feels like maybe it's a little too much, uh, a little tough to say. Um, it, it is interesting maybe to look at the over in this game. Like I know whips defense is really, really good. Um, arguably one of the best in the league, but uh, you know, it's one of those where this is a, a total that's high for a reason. Um, it's not the highest total of the week. So I wouldn't be surprised. And especially, you know, with the teams coming off well-rested, um, obviously defenses will be re- well rested also, but, um, you know, I, I don't know that we're going to get another Jack con cannon standing on his head game. I feel like those only come around once every few weeks, mm-hmm. um, which that's the only thing you got to consider. And, and you know what, and it's a, and it's definitely, um, something that'll help you advocate for Atlas plus two and a half is, is Jack con cannon. He's, he's just such a wild card. And that's the only reason why it's hard to bet for or against Atlas that might come into play later um, in this show. So stay tuned, but uh, I don't know. Something tells me that this could be a high scoring game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a shootout type game and Atlas is able to stick with them. Tied for the second highest total. And as Doug and I like to say, when you see a higher total, when you see a lower total, that's usually for a reason. I kind of lean with you on that look to the over. I think, you know, prime time, a lot of juice there at Homewood Field. Also worth mentioning, if you do like the whip snakes, um, maybe it bolsters your point a little bit that it's a homecoming for a lot of these guys, not maybe specifically to Homewood Field, as it will be for Kyle Harrison that we'll be talking about in a minute in the Redwoods game. But a lot of these guys are Maryland natives, are guys who went to Maryland so uh, you know maybe a couple of their friends some family members coming out and it's more of a home game environment for them that's something to kind of uh, follow as we move through this slate of games we go to Saturday at 5 15 for when I will be in the house I am so excited that uh, I'm going to be getting to see some PLL action live in the flesh huge shout out to RJ Kaminsky making that happen but uh, the two and one Redwoods are laying two and a half goals. They're the favorites over the 0 and 3 chaos uh, total in this one low at 20 and a half. I bat lead off on how I was leaning in the last one. I'll let you go first on this one. Doug's is the Redwoods are two and a half point favorites over the chaos on Saturday's first game at five fifteen. Yeah. Um, it's so tough because you know, both of these teams, this is an interesting matchup only because both of these teams I would argue have underperformed to this point. Um, you know, Redwoods were were definitely a title contender as they usually are going into this year. Chaos was in the title game last year. Uh, Redwoods was in the semifinals. So you expected a lot from both of these teams, especially with Chaos, um, you know, having that offense that they have. It's, it's high-powered offense, but, 
you know, their defense has looked really, really suspect. Um, you know, Blaze Reardon can't really do anything to bail them out all the time. He can do it some of the time, but he can't do it all the time. But that said, Redwoods, and again, and I, and I, I always do this thing where I said, don't be too reactionary. And then I end up being reactionary, but, but Redwoods have looked very troubling through the last couple of games and, and not just cause they lost to Atlas last week, but also, um, they got, they got a three goal win or three point win, whatever you want to call it, um, over Chrome in week one. Okay. I mean, they're a much better team than Chrome. I, they still let up 11 goals and, uh, they, they only got a one goal win over cannons in week one. And, and as we started to see, I mean, cannons is starting to look pretty legit, but I don't know. I, I think a team as dominant, like they're not, Redwoods is not playing as dominant as say archers or whip snakes are. And, and if that's the kind of team that you were expecting from what Redwoods, then I don't know. I, you know, I, I think that you could make the argument that in a sense they're underperforming more than chaos are, which, well, probably not because chaos haven't won a game yet, but you know, chaos has got to win a game at some point. Um, I think last week may have been a little bit of a reckoning for them. Um, so I kind of like them getting two and a half points here. Um, that, that would probably be where I'd be leaning on that one. Yeah, this is one I want to stay away from. And uh, part of it is what we talked about last week. If you didn't check out last week's bi-week bonanza, go back and check it out. A lot more of a deep dive as far as um, some more macro sports betting things as the Redwoods, if they were one and a half point favorites in this one, Doug, I mean, that would likely be my best bet. I, I would love them laying only two goals, but now they have to cover basically three. Now I know, don't get me wrong, the Woods are in a great bounce back spot against a team who is clearly struggling in the chaos. They're also, as alluded to earlier, they're going to have that added juice of Kyle Harrison's final game at Homewood Stadium. So I think maybe the look for me in this one would maybe be more to like, parlay the redwoods and the whips when they face the chaos on sunday and maybe get some of that juice down because i think the woods could could win this game but i just don't feel confident with them you know laying two and a half so i'm kind of with like it's i could see myself leaning both ways for for the show purposes where we make a pick in every game I'll lean with the woods laying the two and a half points, but um, same feeling that I said last week, if this team is laying more than two goals, I don't feel confident betting them just yet. There's just been too many examples of exactly what you said, where, you know, sure you end up with the win. That's great. One and two against the spread, maybe against a, a struggling chaos team. They can put a little bit more of a stamp on it and send Kyle Harrison out. If there were some goal scoring props, I will say if there were props on DraftKings. Wouldn't the funnest ticket of the weekend, I'm sure the juice would be crazy down on it. Wouldn't the funnest ticket be Kyle Harrison to score in this game? Because the place will go nuts, Doug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We go absolutely wild. But but then again, you got to be careful about stuff like that sometimes. Sometimes you let your emotions, you know, yeah. drive your picks and say your logic. I see what you're saying. It would be a fun one to do. But again, the books would know that one and, and yep. they would, uh, it would be, they'd probably juice that up. Yeah, even though Harrison had one goal, and I, I think last year he struggled to even find the back of the net, even though that, the books would end up, it, it would be a plus 110. Here's here's yeah. plus 110 on a guy who hasn't scored all season long. Excellent point out of you. That's Doug Greenberg. But it's Doug a, hey, you know, what? you know what? Purely hypothetical anyway. And just yeah. last point on the woods that, you know, uh, it's the one of the oldest expressions in sports betting, and it's found its way into the popular vernacular also. Good, win, good teams win, great teams cover. And that's something we haven't seen really from either of these teams yet. Yep. Um, but Woods especially, you know, they're, they're, they're purporting to be one of the elite teams in this league. 
they got to start covering games. Yeah, and, and chaos 0-3, overall record 0-3 against the spread. Still looking for a cover, and they've caught two and a half goals twice, and they have not covered it yet. So that's definitely a storyline to follow here. Uh, Saturday, 8 o'clock. I am so excited. I think this could be one of the best games that we've seen this season. Could even rival what we ended up seeing last week with the uh, the overtime game we had between the Cannons and the Whipsnakes as the 2-0 and straight up and against the spread Archers are a short favorite against the two and one water dogs, two and one water dogs coming off that great weekend, the highest total of the weekend at 25 and a half, but archers in this one, the primetime game Saturday, only a one and a half point favorite. I I was scratching my head a little bit on this one for me in this. And I'm kind of crazy for saying it. I would be pulling off the rubber band. If the water dogs were getting two and a half, I still lean with the water dogs getting the one and a half. Now I have my uh, EMO coming up from this game a little bit later, but I'll at least mention that I think the fact that this game isn't minus two and a half for the archers tells you, Doug, that the odds makers don't think that the dogs two and a weekend was any fluke because the archers come into this game looking like they can do no wrong. But you know, I know the listeners know the lacrosse fans who listen to the show know You never know who's going to make a run in lacrosse. So again, if they were getting two and a half, it would be one of my favorite plays uh, for the water dogs. But at this number, I can only lean with the water dogs getting the one and a half. And I'll have a little bit more on this game coming up later. But uh, your thoughts on what seemingly, if you think about what we've seen through only two weeks, that's a short line, right, Doug? Yeah. And, and you know, what's one thing that's kind of interesting, you know, and this can get into some gritty uh, line movement talk is, um, you know, given the way that uh, lacrosse betting is set up right now, and there's not like a ton of betters in it at the moment. Um, and there's certainly not sharp betters besides me and you, of course, you know, yeah, of course, um, the listeners of the podcast, of course. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, but the thing is, I think a lot of people are going to look at this line and they're both going to have the initial react. They're all going to have the initial reaction that we both had. Cause we talked about this pre-show we were both, we both looked at this line initially and we're like, interesting. Archer's only laying one and a half and not laying the two and a half against water dogs. Uh, I mean, archers have looked so dominant this, uh, to this point. And I think a lot of people are going to look at this line and think that same thing, but some people don't have restraint. And they're going to be like, yep, I got to just hammer the, the archers, archers. Yep. hammer the archers, throw it all down on the archers. And I wouldn't be surprised because we don't really have a lot of sharp movement on here. We only have public plays, right? I would not be surprised if that line does get up to two and a half. And then you can be a little patient, grab that water dogs plus two and a half when it comes up there. So um, definitely going to be one to look at. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so frustrating. Like I said, I'm not playing it at this one. I do love it if it does go up to plus two and a half, like you were saying for water dogs. I, I think I'd have to, I, I still got to lean archers minus one and a half just because um, they're just, I think they're flawless right now. I, they just have looked so, so good. And I knew coming in and in, you know, my priors prior to the season were that archers were going to be one of the best teams in the league. And they have, you know, shown that in flying colors so far. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them dominate this game, but I'm not super confident in it. And like I said, I I think that another one of my priors coming into this year was I think that water dogs were going to have a really nice year. I think they revamped a lot and they, they really addressed what they needed to in goal with Dylan Ward. Um, So yeah, this one, this is definitely one to look at. And if it comes up to plus two and a half, um, it's definitely one that I'd be considering. 
Yeah, again, it, it, I think great points that you bring up there about how the perception right away, you know, I, I did the same exact thing. I logged on, I saw Archer's one and a half, and then I placed it before I even thought when I took a step back and I said, wait, if I let the market mature a little bit more, the side that I actually like, because when I made my numbers, I made this two and a half, and in little parentheses, I said, little parentheses, I said it should only be one and a half. So I was hoping we were going to catch that two on the openers and maybe get some plus money or something like that. But um, hey, credit to the odds makers. They're learning and learning fast because that's a good number right there. Yeah. It really I, makes you sit back and scratch your head a little bit. And, and the thing too with the line movement also, and, and this is what makes me think you might be getting the line movement, is the fact that archers are juiced minus 127 right yep. now. So that says that, I mean, I don't know if it means that they've gotten the early action or that the bookmakers think that archers really can cover this, but either way, I think that will tell some betters like, hey, you know, maybe archers are actually kind of really favored here and maybe that'll push it up to two and a half. Yeah, I, if we catch that two and a half, Doug, we're pulling off the rubber band. We're, we're putting a Punta bet on it. But uh, but uh, we'll move on here to Sunday. Doug's best bet actually is going to come from this game. So we'll glance over it real quick. And I, I think some interesting conversation may be coming out of it as the one and two cannons, yet three and oh against the spread, are underdogs no more. They are now one and a half point favorites in Atlas's second game of the weekend. Low, low total. Doug's best bet comes in this game. My best bet comes in this game on the total, but I'll at least mention the fact that cannons three and O against the spread. Uh, and the thing is, is, you know, we kind of mentioned on last week's show about them covering three straight games. Impressive that, you know, a team who's the, uh, the expansion team, the, the new kid on the block is having a bunch of hits because they had three straight covers, but all of those came with them getting one and a half. So we mentioned last week, you could potentially see him as a favorite this week and lo and behold maybe we know what we're talking about a little bit Doug because what happens Atlas coming off a Friday night game we're seeing exactly that so what we know about this Cannons team is they're great offensively pretty darn good defense as well little bit of questions uh there at the face-off stripe but they are great against the spread, but the only way we've seen them is as dogs. So we'll find out this Sunday, you know, how do they do when they're laying points because of that unknown? I'm going to lean Atlas again in this game. And uh, Doug, I know you have a best bet coming in this one, but any thoughts to at least throw in before we get to the last game of the slate already? Yeah. The, and this game is so interesting to me. I was talking a little bit about oh. priors before and so a couple things with, with the priors here. For, so for me, I looked at Atlas coming into this year and my thought on them was, and I, I think I've said it every week, I, they're the closest thing to a rebuilding team that the PLL has. Maybe I, chaos is in that conversation now, but... Um, they weren't coming into the year for sure. The, the chaos yeah. were not, yeah. Right, and, I, and Atlas, you know, were genuinely, I mean, Paul Rabel took off. Um, he's like, peace. And they, you know, they, they got all these pieces in the draft these very promising young players um but you know aside from jake caraway we don't really know how a lot of them are shaping out at this point um and and so i i didn't have a whole lot of faith in atlas to this point my priors on cannons were basically non-existent because i didn't really know what to expect from them they're an expansion team and you know like with with expansion teams you truly don't know what you're going to get because none of these guys have played together before. Um, it's a mixed bag of players. The one thing that was very interesting about, like, and generally you want to 
probably uh, go pretty low on an on-name expansion team. But the, but the difference with Cannons is that they ended up with Lyle Thompson, AKA, you know, arguably the best player in the world. So you just throw in this little wild card. Um, They actually have a very solid defense, um, you know, that's, that stood up pretty tall at this point. And, you know, it's, it's, there's such an interesting case and it's, it's such a hard game to evaluate. I mentioned it before. You never know when Jack Concanon's going to stand on his head. Um, but you know, Atlas does get the two games this week. It, it's, it's not a great spot for them, but I'll have a little bit more on this later. Uh, you'll hear about it in the, uh, best bet segment. Ooh, I like it. A little tease there. A little tease. That's what we, we in the business call it a tease. Yes. Yes, indeed. Industry terms, folks. You're always learning alongside uh, Dan Newbert and Doug Greenberg here. Last game of the weekend. Then we'll step aside. We'll get you those best bets as Dougie teased right there. We got your EMOs, your extra money opportunities coming up as well. But first... Let's get into the Sunday slate, the final game, 245 Eastern from Homewood Field. The Whips back on the field again, and it's like I'm a broken record. The Whip Snakes, minus two and a half. Just take that little snippet, Hutton, and record it, and every week we're talking about the lines. Whip Snakes, two and a half point favorites as they take on the 0-2 Chrome, still looking for their first win. Uh, total in this one, 24 and a half. Um, Chrome, a struggling team. The Whip Snakes, an absolute bulldozer. Uh, whips on this one, minus two and a half or pass. I have a bit more to say, but I'll let you bat lead off on this one, Doug. Uh, what are you thinking? You know, I, I, there's just so much drama around Chrome right now. And there's just so much, like, I really thought they could be better than they were last year and the year before. And, you know, they showed, they showed signs of life at times last year. I just, I don't know what it is with this team. Like, it's so hard to form your finger on it almost. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. All right. Well, you know, it's it's just so hard to have an opinion about this team because I just want so badly for them to be good. I love their swag. I love their te- like. I love the colors. Oh, and I love the jerseys and the best maybe. And they, and they've got such good players too, right? Like they've got like so many good players in the attack and even in defense. Um, I don't know. I just there's they just don't inspire a lot of confidence ever. Um, and and there's my heart really wants to take them plus two and a half. So, so badly. I really, really do like genuinely, I, I want to, I want to find a reason. Maybe if it goes to three and a half, maybe I would take them then. And I wouldn't be surprised because actually it's very much juiced to the whips right yeah. now at minus two and a half. So I wouldn't be super surprised if the books moved it to plus three and a half to try and get some action on the Chrome. And in that case, I would consider taking them in this case. Uh, I, I'm not, I'll say it again. I can't step in front of the whip snakes. I, I can't do it. You know, I, I think no matter what happens, even if they don't cover, I think whips will win this game. Um, so if you wanted to throw that hefty, hefty minus three thirty-five uh money line into a parlay, that might work out pretty well, but um, no, I'm, 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 I would have to probably say whips minus two and a half as of right now, if I'm choosing something. Yeah, I mean, and again, we we end up sounding like a broken record now. One of the reviews we got on the podcast said that they love the stats we're dropping. So I pulled up some stats that um, really let you know that what our eyes are seeing, the kind of vibe that we feel around this Chrome team, 
are exactly what the numbers are saying, because despite focusing on defense in the draft and, and making some moves during this offseason, Chrome come into this Sunday's game dead last in scores allowed. They're giving up 14 goals per game, or I guess, uh, I guess scores per game. Don't want to get anybody <laughs> riled up. Uh, now, they're also second in last for scores four. Uh, only 20 on the year. They're dead last on the power play. They actually have only had one shot on goal in their man up opportunities. That's not some extra money right there, Doug. You can run down the list and the eyes and the numbers are saying the same exact thing. This team is struggling. So even with the second game of the weekend fatigue, for me, I'm with you. It's whips minus two and a half for or pass. I would love to back the Chrome in this one. I love what they do. I, you know, hometown guy, Ryan Tarafenko doing all he can to at least give the team some juice. But um, again, I think you nailed it. Soul search is exactly what they have to do. And when you're looking for your soul against a whip snakes team, yeah, you're probably not going to find much there. We're going to step aside real quick. We're going to hear from the sexiest live reader ever. And then we will be coming back with our best bets, our extra money opportunities. So don't go anywhere, folks. Sit. If you're listening in your car, don't even move. Sit there. We'll be right back. Welcome on back here to the Bet on Lacrosse show. Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks alongside the co-host with the co-most, Doug Greenberg. Find him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg and definitely check out his daily rundown article, one of my favorite sports betting reads, which brings us to Take It Away, Tina. Uh-huh. You know, I picked this song because it is you know, like simply the best, best bet. But it's also because, Doug, you are simply Stop the it. best, man. Stop you're it, simply dude. the you're best. Gazing into your eyes over this Zoom call <laughs> weekly is, is, is a highlight in my bleak, bleak life, Doug. Well, you are better than all the rest. You're the next line. <laughs> so uh, what is your best bet this week, Doug? All right, my best bet this week, as I alluded to, was Cannons, minus one and a half, minus 113. And honestly, you know, it's going out on a limb a little bit because I've been waiting to get a vibe on Cannons. And what I'm, I'm going to take the chance this week and say that this is the last week where we're not going to consider Cannons an elite team. And um, I, I think that, you know, having Lyle Thompson, I, I think any team with Lyle Thompson can be an elite team. And, you know, up to this point, as we have seen, they've been underdogs all this time, right? Um, and now they get to face a team, which, again, I mentioned before, I was not high on coming into the season. They got their Jack Hon Cannon uh, miracle game out of the way. Um, already always seems to be one or two every year. I don't think he's going to get two. Uh, uh, he's going to get two in two weeks in a row. Um and I just think that Lyle Thompson is going to take this game over. And I think that we're going to, I think this is the opportunity to take advantage of cannons. Like, again, they are favorites, but I don't think, but they're not humongous favorites. This minus one and a half minus one thirteen is still a very reasonable price. So I'm, I'm definitely big on the cannons here. I'm going to go cannons minus one and a half minus one thirteen against the Atlas. And I believe you have something in this game as well. I do as a matter of fact. And again, cannons are, three and oh against the spread in this one. Now that I finally don't have to have a scratch piece of paper, 
I'm going with the total for my uh, my first total best bet of the year. My best bet is over 20 and a half in Sunday's slate with the Cannons and the Atlas. Cannons Lacrosse Club is leading the PLL in scores with a total of 38, and they have not failed to reach double digits in any of their three games. They scored 11, 13, and 14 most recently in that overtime loss to the Whips. Now on the other sideline, which is why I think this total comes in low, I think Atlas is still being unfairly viewed by the market due to their week one 18 to six drubbing that the archers laid on him. Now, how did the Atlas respond? They doubled up their week one score with a 12 to nine outright win over the Redwoods, which makes me think they're still getting some unfair hate in the marketplace, especially against the Cannons team who's currently allowing over 11 scores per game. Doug, for my best bet, give me over 20 and a half in Sunday's game. Thanks, Tina. Appreciate you. It feels good to be betting totals again since I don't need a calculator, Doug. I, I, full disclosure, I love total betting because then you're just rooting for fun games unless you take an under um, because you're sadistic. I, I don't know. Rooting for defense, man. Nothing wrong with rooting for defense. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. He, he does make a good point De- there. Defenders are people too. That's fair. You're right. You're right. And goalies. They have, they have got us a lot. I mean, there's a lot of times that we won fantasy games during the fantasy season off of defenses. So that's fair. You make a good point there, Doug. Which brings us to our EMOs, our extra money opportunities. All bat lead off here. My EMO for week three is the Water Dogs money line over the Archers. It's plus 142 as we're recording here. But I would say maybe wait on this one a little bit. You can probably get a juicier number because nothing to take away from the Archers. They're 2-0 and with the best scoring differential. They're 2-0 and against the spread. However, you could argue after last week, the Water Dogs are every bit as hot. With a 2-0 and showing in week two, and while the Archers maybe look like they're unbeatable, I didn't forget that they were in a hole early against a winless chaos team before they rolled back to win by four. I think the dogs will present the first true test for the archers. Maybe they'll pass the test. Maybe they won't, but that's what I'm betting on for my EMO. Give me the water dogs money line over the archers. It's a risky one, but that will makes the extra money opportunities a fun one. Where are you going for your EMO, Doug? You are a brave man stepping in front of the archers, my friend. (laughs) Somebody's got to do it, right? Feel that, bro. All right. My EMO is chaos plus 175. I know, absolute madman taking the 0-3 team. But here's the deal with chaos, and and we were alluding to this before. This is a team that I'm almost – I think I might have taken them last week too. I'm absolutely out of my mind. Um, I, I, You know, the thing with chaos is, like I said, they played in the championship game last year. This is a team that when they want to flip the switch – they can. And, and after getting absolutely embarrassed two weeks ago, they've had a couple of weeks to stew on that. And, uh, you know, they're going up against a Redwoods team that, as we kind of mentioned, um, have been, they've underperformed too. And like I said, I really, I kind of do like chaos plus two and a half um, on the spread, but I think that there's a good chance that chaos really comes out firing here. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, Andy Towers has had, has had his issues, you know, getting, uh, the room behind him and all that. But I think that this is a really, really talented team, especially up front. And um, and I, I think they could get the win here. So uh, I'll take chaos plus 175 as my EMO. 
So our EMOs, I step in front of the archers. You step in front of the Redwoods. Hey, we may be right. We may be crazy. We may just be the lunatics that you're looking for. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your commute, wherever you're listening to, or uh, if you're just listening, getting ready to go for the games. Thank you. And if you enjoy the show, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, worth mentioning, some reviews already rolling in, um, some of which that we'll, uh, we'll share with you here at the end uh one of which says uh doug we are the best lax betting pod of all time i don't know oh. how much competition we're going up against is <laughs> we uh, we pride ourselves on the nicheness of what we do here but uh, they say these hosts bring stats and trends to the discussion truly making your eyes open as a lacrosse listener most other pods just state the obvious from watching the games but this group shows factual evidence and trends in gameplay to make your betting decisions that's some high praise for us there, Doug. Very. Thanks so to that. Kind. Yeah, for sure. The uh, the other one we have here, we got uh, Bet on the Cross. Very fun to listen to. Love the show. Great content and well-written. Plus, they know what they're talking about. Good to know we have some folks fooled. Last one that we'll <laughs> share here, uh, Bet on the Cross review from Doodles for Davey. They say uh, Dan and Doug complement each other tremendously. It's nice to see two guys so passionate about the game of lacrosse. It's exactly what the sports need. More coverage, not to mention Dan has already been making me rich with his picks. Great stuff. There you go. Uh, you know, not to, not to brag, but eight and two against the spread, Doug. That is pretty, uh, pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah, not bad. I mean, I, I'm a, maybe I'll go out on a limb and say that this is your burner account. You know, it's a little, <laughs> you know, Davy Dan. I don't know. Could be, but you know what? We'll we'll say it's authentic, and yeah. and you do give and you do give out amazing picks, and the records shows for it. So, and not to mention you're you're very good at what you do. You have well, a very nice voice. So, you, man. we have a fun time doing it. Thank you for listening to Bet on Lacrosse. He's Doug Greenberg. Get him on Twitter at Doug Greenberg. I'm Dan Newbert. Find me at Newbie Talks and my burner account, Doodles for Davey. Uh, we'll be uh, back next week. That's a wrap for us. Want to remind folks you want to hear yourself on the show? Well, you can call into our money line hotline. It's up and running. Just visit the link in our description. You can maybe drop us some betting advice, ask for some tout some of your wins or recap your most recent wager woe also we are on apple podcast so if you enjoyed this episode leave one of those five star reviews give us your thoughts on the show and let us know of course if your bets hit find us on twitter at bet on lacrosse the reviews and the ratings help us bring you this show each and every week so truly they are greatly appreciated we're also in the works of working up a little bit of contest uh, a little bit of a, a fun way to thank you listeners so if you do leave a review no matter when it is you're going to be entered into our giveaway whenever we uh, announce that so stay tuned here and be sure to hit that subscribe button share this pod with your fellow betting friends your fellow lacrosse fans and join us every week as we bet on lacrosse and hopefully folks make some money best of luck this weekend bet responsibly for doug for hutton i'm dan newbert we'll be talking to you next week